Welcome to the podcast for up and coming dog trainers. This podcast takes you beyond the classroom. For each episode, we will cover topics to help you get your dog training business off the ground by providing information you may not have learned in school or from your mentor. I'm Jessica Friedman, and we are your hosts for the podcast for up and coming dog trainers. Together, we run ISCDT, the dog trainer school. We offer an online course and in-person course to teach the craft of dog training. We believe everyone has the right to learn a new craft, so we pride ourselves on keeping the cost of our course low. Don't let the price fool you. Our course is packed with information and hands-on learning to help you become a professional dog trainer. We were once in your shoes. After decades of dog training, we are sharing information to help you succeed. Welcome to episode one of the podcast for up and coming dog trainers. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the evaluation. An evaluation allows you to meet the dog owner and the dog. During the evaluation, you'll ask a series of questions relating to the dog's behavior and the current rules in the home. These questions will aid you in understanding your client's pain points as well as the temperament of the dog. Aside from puppies, where an evaluation is not necessary, because in most cases, the puppy has only been in the home for a handful of days. Most puppy clients will struggle with housebreaking, crate training, nipping the family, and requiring basic commands. You can very quickly ask a new puppy client how the housebreaking, crate training, and nipping issues are going when they call your office for an appointment. If they have accomplished any of these training goals before your arrival, you can quickly create a new training plan. There are plenty of struggles for puppy clients, so you will not run out of training sessions. For dogs over 16 weeks, you wanna begin by offering an evaluation. Some trainers provide them for free while others charge for them. There are pros and cons for both practices. Pro, potential clients are more willing to meet with you when there's no fee involved in the evaluation. People don't wanna spend money on someone they don't know. A con, sometimes dog owners will just use free evaluations to fish for additional information. They have no intention of hiring you. They're just hoping to gather more information than what they have found on YouTube. But this con can turn into a pro when the dog owner continues to struggle and finally decides to hire a new dog trainer. If they liked you and what you had to say during that evaluation, they are more likely to hire you than to keep interviewing other dog trainers. Before meeting the potential client for a dog training session, you're going to want to prepare a list of dog behavioral evaluation questions. Come prepared with those questions so you are not stumbling during the evaluation. Invest in a tablet, use your cell phone or a notebook to take notes since it is likely you will not remember all the details, especially as your client list grows. Not only are we gonna help you build that list, we're going to break the list down into sections. Here are questions for part one, getting to know the dog. One, how old is your dog? Two, does your dog have any health problems? When asking about health problems, I like to include food allergies. Some dog owners are nervous when the training first begins and they don't remember that the dog cannot eat the treats we are providing. I don't wanna learn that my lesson made the dog sick. I make a notation for dogs who have food allergies. If it is a simple allergy, the note will help me remember to avoid using fish or chicken during my lesson. Four, is your dog spayed or neutered? Part two covers knowing home life for the dog. So number one, how many people live in your household? Two, what are the ages of your children? This is important. When there are young children in the house, we need to cover issues the family is having. Those issues are typically dogs who are overzealous while playing with kids, 
dogs that nip or hump kids, and teaching kids how to properly interact with dogs so those interactions are enjoyable rather than tolerated by the dog. Number three, any other pets? How does the dog interact with the other animals in your home? Four, where does the dog sleep at night? And where does the dog sleep when no one's home? This will help us deal with issues relating to crate training, destruction, or housebreaking issues. Five, do you have a fenced-in yard? Six, is your dog allowed on furniture? So many people allow their dogs on furniture now, but do not want it long-term. In this case, we'll need to have a discussion on this topic during the first lesson. Seven, how much education does your dog have? Find out if these clients have hired trainers in the past or taught the dog on their own. For those who have hired trainers in the past, find out why they are currently looking for a new trainer. There could be several reasons. If you're dealing with people who did not do the work for previous trainers, you'll want to set the ground rules so you are not added to the list of trainers that could not help them. Number eight, what commands does your dog know? Take these answers with a grain of salt. Does the dog perform the command in public? Oftentimes, the dog's skill is not where the owners claim it is. I recently pulled a rookie mistake. Met a client who told me the dog was amazing, traveled all over the country with her, responded perfectly, sounded educated in the field of dog training. In lesson one, I realized this client could talk the talk, but could not walk the walk. Now I have my work cut out for me. Moral of this story is don't take everything the client tells you as gospel. Their dog likely knows very early dog training, but that training has not been generalized and you're not able to solve dog training issues. Part three covers dog's behavior. Does your dog exhibit any of the following behaviors? You want to go through this list. A, excessive barking. B, jumping on people. C, digging. D, urinating or defecating in the house. E, pulling on leash. F, reactive towards other dogs or people when on leash. G, aggression toward other dogs. H, food or toy possessiveness. I, people aggression. J, chasing cars or other moving objects. K, chewing on furniture and other personal belongings. L, stealing items. M, countersurfing. N, play biting or nipping. O, bolting out the front door or running away. P, overly fearful of anything. Q, is there anything I didn't ask about your dog that you want to add? R, what are your dog training goals? S, does your dog have an issue with certain body parts being touched? Ask for lots of detail, especially when going through the list of behaviors. Even though dog owners are complaining about a behavior, they often follow up with my dog is a really good dog. Really focus on the aggression part if, it, if the dog has issues with people, other animals, strangers, etc. While they may not admit it at first, by pressing them further on issues, it often comes out that the dog bit someone. When you dig deeper into issues, it will help you create a training program that fits all their issues. People hold back for some reason, maybe to save money, maybe because we'll think their dog is bad. There's no such thing as a bad dog. No dog is all good or all bad. In addition to understanding your client's needs, the evaluation questionnaire will provide insight into the dog's temperament. The client's response to each question will assist you in designing a training program for their specific behavioral needs. You cannot train dogs with a cookie cutter program. You need to tailor your program to the client's needs. Make sure to add real life scenarios for the dog. 
It is one thing to provide the foundation for dog training and another to generalize that behavior. So the dog responds in real life situations and around distractions. Show confidence and be attentive to the prospective client's needs when asking your dog behavioral evaluation questions. Dog owners like trainers who listen and show compassion. First impression is everything. According to Bruce Kasanoff, an executive coach, rule number one, people hire people they like. There was tons of information shared in this podcast today relating to questions you should ask during your dog training evaluation. You can find this list on our blog. Just visit iscdt.com and click blog. We will also provide a link to the blog post that contains these questions. If you have any questions relating to this topic or have topic ideas for us to discuss in the future, you can email us at info, I-N-F-O, at I-S-C-D-T.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to sharing more again next time. If you like this episode, please provide a rating or leave a review. If you would like to study dog training, visit ISCDT.com to take our online or in-person course. We'll see you next time on the podcast for up-and-coming dog trainers.